Today's Sherpa Review Panel is extra fabulous just for you. We have three panelists and yet we do four domains that were recently bought or sold to give some insights on the market these days. We also discuss the Namejet list and whether they're a good fit for investors like you. For our third segment, we actually discuss working from home, tips, best practices, lessons learned. Uh, in between, there is a whole lot of shenanigans, a lot of laughter, and some great insights along the way. Enjoy the show. No fever. Hey, Sherpa Network. I'm Tess Diaz, executive producer of DomainSherpa.com, and I'm delighted that you've joined us for today's Domain Sherpa Review. This is a show where we get into the minds of successful domain name investors using real examples so we can learn strategies and tactics to become better investors ourselves. We do have three segments to the review today, but a little bit different. First, we'll be learning what the Sherpas recently bought or sold. Then we'll uh, preview some domains going to auction soon at namejet.com and whether the Sherpas think they're a good investment opportunity for you. And in the third segment, we're going to talk about working from home, tips and tricks, things, you know, uh, successes and failures that we've learned that perhaps you would like to apply as well. So joining us today are three past Sherpas and industry thought leaders. A thank you to each of you for being here. We have Braden Pollock. Hello, Braden. How are you? Hello. Hanging in. Good. This is our <laughs> West Coast show. I should have said that. Um, so uh, joining us from LA. I'm in LA. Sunny, shiny, doing all right? My, yeah. yeah. I'm doing well. I'm doing, I'm doing, yeah. It is all West Coast today, isn't it? West yeah, Coast is the best coast. Whoop, whoop. I'm, I'm almost there. Um, and Kate Buckley. Hello, Kate. How are you? Hi, Tess. I'm good. I'm good. Good to be here with you guys. Really delightful to have you. And I just tweeted a minute ago, you introduced us to protectanurse.com. Sounds like a wonderful charity to connect folks. Tell us about that for a sec. It's not yours, you're just excited about it. That's exactly right. I was, uh, you know, listening to NPR this morning, you know, making our coffee and just going, just my heart hurting for all of the frontline medical workers who do not have the equipment that they need. And I go on Twitter and the first image I see is this nurse holding up a plastic sports poncho and saying that that is what she had been issued as PPE that morning by her hospital in New York and it broke my heart. So I, I did some research and I found um, a website called protectanurse.com that was just registered. What a smart use of a domain name. Um, and it is basically a matchmaker uh, where it connects uh, donors just like you and me and Braden and Mike with hospitals who have desperate needs to protect their doctors and nurses and there's like a heat map and so you can click on a hospital in your area and see what their needs are and uh, if, if you perhaps have it in your house maybe you ordered uh, some masks that you don't need or maybe they're medical grade and, and we don't need those um, or maybe you have access to be able to get some of the PPE they need uh, and then you can either drop it off uh, or drop it off at UPS and I think it's just a marvelous, marvelous idea. 
That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Uh, and Michael Seiger, original founder of Domain Sherpa. Hello. OG, good to be here. Thanks for having me on the show, Tess. And I think it's OS. With Brayden and Kate. Is it OS, original Sherpa? OS, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, like to, I like to be bad, though. Oh, all right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for having me. And I think it's awesome that you do these shows, Tess, and you're the host. And so we can see people's. Uh, faces and voices and we can smile and crack jokes because you know so so many of us used to go to offices and see people on a daily basis at the coffee shop or running errands and now we just stay home so you know it's really important for us to uh stay positive fight the loneliness and um uh thanks for making the show happen of course. I actually put a lot of work and excitement into developing a trivia night someday we're going to do soon. Um, we almost did it. Sherpas. Yeah, we we'll just... Very close. Yeah, just, I mean, we need some lightheartedness. This is very serious. It's no laughing matter. But um, really, I think one of the biggest things we need to do is protect our mental health at home, yeah. uh, especially those of us with children. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. for you people. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, protect a mom is just going to be selling wine. Right. Uh, just connecting right. people with wine. Um, yeah, exactly. Just saying. Anyway, uh, I'm grateful. Yeah, I'm grateful. Those are my biggest problems, really and truly. Very grateful. Uh, so let's do this. What's new, Sherpas? So, despite all this, um, domains are still being bought and sold. Um, so let's see, Kate, what's new? Is there a domain you've bought or sold recently that you'd care to share? Uh, sure. Uh, I actually just got word from escrow.com that this transaction closed and, uh, it is therapists.com. Oh, interesting. The timing because suddenly therapy is much more available online. Mm -hmm. Um, wow. Therapists, plural.com. And this, you sold it. Correct. Um, I brokered, I brokered the sale for my client. Okay. All right. Uh, gentlemen, what do you guess the sale price was? 85,000. $85,001. Just joking. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, that's probably a, a good guess. Therapists, uh, plural. So you're going to go there and you're going to find a therapist to work with. They'll do all the billing. It'll be like the Upwork for mental health. Um, you know, I'm not sure if the pan, if it just closed, I'm not sure if the pandemic would have helped it or hurt it. Um, but it sounds like you maybe negotiated before the pandemic. You know, I think it's clearly a high five, could be a six figure domain name. I'm gonna go therapist. I'm gonna go a little bit higher. I'm gonna go, um, uh, you know, I think it could be anywhere from like 60 to 250. And I'm gonna say 140, 140K. It should, it should be 250. <clears throat> Uh, I, I'm, I went low because I think in this market, I think that there was an offer and the, I think the seller took the offer because, uh, you know, there's not a lot yeah. of big sales happening. Yeah. I'm going to jump in, even though it's not my job. Um, 
I worked for years with um, a domain investor who owned the majority of the best domains, in my opinion, in the therapy industry, except not that one. And no one wanted to buy these. Therapists just couldn't, you know, they do so much individually and they couldn't, they, uh, they couldn't figure out the HIPAA stuff. And um, I have seen, mm -hmm. I mean, my family has a number of therapists involved. Um, and I mean, well, my kids go to individual therapy every two weeks. Um, there's family therapy, um, you know, because I've had hundred percent custody of my kids for a while and their dad was going through some trouble. Um, so then he is, you know, required to see a therapist. Um, and nobody's been able to do anything online ever. And boom, did they figure out HIPAA compliance in like a minute? <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm gonna say personally, like 101, I think that the seller knows it's a six-figure domain. It's that kind of, uh, it's like that house sale when three children are selling mom's property and they each have 100K in their mind and they won't go under 300K for the house. That's what I think. Not because I think that's what it's worth, but I think just the dynamics. I think it's worth more once people, but it is an emerging industry, really. So what'd it go for, Kate? So you're, you're, you're kind of all right. So, so what happened was I was discovering- You're all right too. Yay! Yeah, yes. This is why we like Kate. <laughs> you're, you're all right. He's a diplomat. This so, is why Kate closes deals. Kate has a degree in mental health and she was saying that we're all right. <laughs> See? So the, the reality was uh, every single person had a piece of the puzzle correct, correctly. So what happened was I was discussing offers in the, say, 300000 to 500000 range uh, actively with CEOs and CMOs and telehealth. And uh, then the bottom fell out of the market. And th those conversations, just crickets, just mm -hmm. <clears throat> gone off the map. Um, so, so, you know, my, my client decided, you know what, cash in hand is a good thing. Um, I'll liquidate it and use those funds to, you know, to build something else that I'm interested in doing. And so, uh, it went into escrow at just over $91,000. <laughs> Brayden. <laughs> like Brayden, we're all right. All of us. All <laughs> correct. Uh, we may all be right. However, I was closest. <laughs> Where do I win? I would like to say that when we began this call, Braden was like he is right now, caressing his shoulder because he just yeah. walked into a door. I did. Oh, so, you know what, Braden? I walked, but I walked into a door because I was I was hurrying up to sit down and get on this call. You see, and I was okay. at the same time in a pocket door, and I ran into it. But here's the funny thing: is is right before the whole pandemic broke, it was just over a month ago. I had shoulder surgery on this shoulder. Oh. They, you know, orthoscopically, they went in, they carved some bone out and scar tissue and what have you, and fixed this shoulder. And I ran into this one. So I'm glad I ran into this one and not this one. So but was that a tennis injury on your right shoulder? I have two sore shoulders. Racquetball, squash injury, polo. Oh, it was probably him tripping over Lola. <laughs> oh, the dog, yeah. All of them. Olive. Olive. Where did I get Lola?
Lola. All of <laughs> Lisa wants to know why he was tripping over Lola. <laughs> Bruise here or something? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, congratulations. That is an absolutely excellent sale. And I'm really excited to see this industry emerge. I think it's going to make a difference for, uh, for the world, really, to have better access. Um, hey, Kate, can I ask you a quick question about it? Sure. So how do you get from 300 to 500K negotiation and then suddenly close at 91? Do you like go back to those same CEOs and say, we need to liquidate this, we'll take 90K? Or we need to liquidate this, we'll take 150, but we're negotiable? How do you, how do you handle that? So we had a low ball offer on the table the whole time. And uh, once the 300 or 500 conversations went away, uh, we went back to all parties and said, hey, let's make a deal. Um, you know, because like, you know, many of my clients are like, look it, domains are real estate. They're going to come out on top. It's just going to take longer to have these sales. And so we're not going to soften our prices at all. Others of my clients are, you know what, cash is king and I need liquidity for other projects. So just take the best offer on the table as long as it's reasonable, right? Yeah. So I'm led by my clients in this regard. And this client said, you know what, just take that lowball offer on the table because we know it's serious, we know it's legit, and they'll do a quick cash close. And that's what I want right now. Gotcha. And it was a retail sale, not to somebody like Braden who buys <laughs> No, it is a fully end user sale as you will see shortly. Gotcha. Yeah, nice. I, I do have standing offers on names um, and they're low ball offers. And, and every once in a while I get a call saying, wow, can you do a little bit more? And I say, no, and they say, okay. <clears throat> and I, I have picked up names that way. Um, it's, I mean, it's definitely, a, we're, we're heading into a buyer's market, it's no question. And, yeah. and your buyer got a great deal on that. I mean, that 91 is probably your commission and everything else. So the seller did not get a great sale on that you know, unfortunately, but they chose to take it. So, but uh, you got to work with what your needs are in your time. And Kate, you do a good job, um, be, really being led by your clients and what their needs are. Um, and, well, and, and I also think awesome like, question. I think there's a lot of industries that look, you know, fat from the outside, but once you get in the in industry, it's, it's not like, this should be a, a seven-figure domain name. You know, it's just, it's a hard sale to try and get a domain in some industries sold that you think should be like an Upwork two-sided marketplace or, you know, a freelancer two-sided marketplace or something like that for therapists. You know, every therapist that I know on, at least on the island, is 100% booked. Uh, they're only word of mouth and they don't need to go on to two-sided marketplaces. You know, maybe if they're going to go completely online, then that's something that'll keep them busy. Um, but, yeah. you know, I don't know. I, you know, I look at a lot of deals and I hear people talking and I only know what I know from, you know, my business background and dealing with things on a daily basis, but not all of, not all domains are slam dunks, even though domain investors think they should be. Well, look, I think, I think therapists, uh, that name is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a directory, it's a lead gen name. And telemedicine and therapy space is, is huge. Um, there are a lot of therapists online working from home. Even if they're fully booked yeah. during the day, they then can take, they can fit in more sessions. And there's so many people online, because I know therapists that do this, there's so many people on these, these directory sites now that drives the price down. These, the therapists are only making like $35 
Wow. <clears throat> and the, that's, that's their net, which is super low for, for yeah. therapists, right? Totally. Um, and so, but, but because there's so many therapists out there and they might live in a little town, but they, they can just go online and have access. And so they take the 35 bucks. And, yeah. and frankly, there's a lot of lawyers that do the same thing. One of my investments is uh, in a company that uses lawyers to review privacy policies. And um, they were actually looking for paralegals. And I said, just apply for, just put an ad out for lawyers at 25 bucks an hour. And the founder was like, what do you, what, what, no lawyer is going to work for $25 an hour. I'm like, you'd be surprised. Wow. And I said, just, just put it up. And he calls me back. He's like, I got so many resumes. It's amazing. And so he ended up about 30 bucks an hour um, and hundreds of lawyers signed up. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And, and this was, this was a year ago, year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, right now it's even more so probably. Anyways, I throw that out Kate because I want you to like push back and say, no, I know this industry cause I've done research and I agree or I disagree or whatever. I was trying. <laughs> 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 uh no yeah they're uh you know, hold on i'm gonna plug my laptop in to the power source i just realized and come unplugged um yeah there's uh it's an interesting industry there's the margins are pretty slim so it was it was a huge sales pitch and huge long tail educational sales cycle from the beginning mm. um and uh and you know people are scared and and people are locking down spending yeah. and uh so i i'm actually thrilled with the sale my client is thrilled with the sale and at the end of the day my duty is to my client yeah. you know i reached out to every single client when the market crashed and said let's talk what's your strategy how can i support you right now what can we do and uh you know so they're happy. I'm happy. Good. Yeah. Add girl. Yeah. Go Kate. Uh, Mike, what'd you buy or sell lately? I sold unicorn.io. Ooh, unicorn.io. And I'll preface it by saying that I sold it in December of last year. That's all I'll say. Okay. <clears throat> Who's guessing, Tess? Braden, who's guessing? <laughs> you guys, um, jump in. Unicorn.io, 10 grand. <laughs> I love how Braden's just like, let me just give you the number. <laughs> <laughs> I think, look, I think it's a, you know, IO's coming up. I think that it's, um, uh, I mean, there's so many meanings behind Unicorn now, right? You know, successful companies and, um, and uh, a thing that doesn't really exist. Um, uh, now, if it was Rainbow Unicorn, that would have been I know, that right over the top. Um, and uh, so I think you got the higher end of the IO market. That's what I think. Okay. Okay. You know, I just, I don't do, I only deal with the top, you know, 1% of dot com, you know, 1% to 2%. So it's tough for me to talk about IOs. What any, would it be if it was .com? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then we just do the, the math from there. <laughs> and then we'll just take a small fraction of it. Small fraction. Uh, Unicorn.io. I like what they've done with it. That's fun. No, you're not allowed to look it up. Um, I just <laughs> Lander. That's all. That's all. 
I think, Kate, you could also say like, Braden knows better the um, landscape of .io sale prices, but he's saying he believes it's sold in the top end of .io sales prices. So if you're not comfortable saying a number, you can certainly walk through what area of a price range you think it would be for a .io. Of all the decisions I have to make today, <laughs> pretty comfortable throwing out a number. All right. <laughs> I, hope all, I hope they're all this. Uh, um, inconsequential. Inconsequential. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, I'm going to say $7,287. Mm, I right. like it. Tess, what's your guess? Um, really? Um, hmm. It was in December. I, I actually, like, what are you going to, I mean, what are you going to do with a unicorn.io? I'm not so sure how much money you're going to make with that, but I think you're going to attract a lot of um, startups and interest. Nobody's going to forget that name in the little techie space. Um, so really, I, I want to hang with Braden, like somewhere around 10. I'll go with, uh, well, and, and Kate, I like your, uh, what are they called? The what numbers? Jason Shepard was just talking about it, but I can't think of the name. The vanity at the end. So yeah. I'm going to go with um, 9888 is my guess. I love it. Even Braden, though we all know Mike. Again, Braden breaks the internet. The sale price was $14,988. Wow, congratulations. That's so great. I did do a vanity. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, Braden was closest. I, um, so I purchased this domain name at park.io in December 2017. Uh, and I paid $4,600 for it, which was more than I wanted to pay. That's, I say that for every single domain I buy. That's high. And I thought it had a $30,000 price tag. You know, I thought it had a retail value of around $30,000. Um, so basically, I got a 3.3 ROI, $10,000 uh, profit in two years. Um, I put it, you know, I listed it directly um, in my FD account, put a for sale lander on it, had 30 inquiries on it over about a year and a half. Um, and then a buyer reached out to me, uh, in late 2018. So not quite a year. And he offered me a thousand dollars for it. Right. And that's typically how these dot IOs work. Well, it's typically how every dot domain works, right? Like somebody offers you what they feel is like a very reasonable price. Um, I quoted the back a price of 30,000. Um, and then what was interesting is that we started discussing like escrow.com. Um, or Epic as a payment option. And we even got on the phone. So I'm like, I remember like walking out in my backyard and chatting on the phone with him. And I'm like, this is a done deal. Like we're starting to talk about payment terms and um, this is great, $30,000. And then he went completely dark, like no responses. And then I emailed him and I'm like, hey, just checking in, no response. And then, you know, I emailed again and I'm like, hey, it sound, looks like you're not interested in this domain name any longer. Um, you know, should I just close out the discussions for now? And he responded back and he said, oh, I'm swamped at work. I couldn't figure out a way to finance it. So uh, maybe I'll contact you again in six months. And I'm like, oh, all right, fine. I thanked him and that was it. And then in, so that was October. 
And then in March of 2019, I received a, another significant offer higher than $1,000. So I reached out to this guy again. And I said, you know, are you interested in this any longer? And he said, no, I'll pass. I'm like, okay. So I wished him, you know, the best again. And then three weeks later, after he's like, no, we'll pass, he reached out to me again and said he was interested. And he offered me um, to pay the, the $15,000 basically over nine payments, uh, nine monthly payments. And so I said, sure, we'll do that. So he made the final payment in December. He paid the escrow fees. It was done at escrow.com. No hiccups at all. Love escrow.com. Um, and uh, yeah, and he got a great domain name. And so he, is, he runs a staffing company. So he loves uh, unicorns to him. You know, unicorns typically in the startup world are companies that are valued at a billion dollars on paper. Um, in the staffing world, unicorns are the people that produce 10 times the amount of work product uh, than a regular, you know, employee or, or uh, worker. And so they're the, you know, and we all know people like that, that produce just a phenomenal amount of output. So that's, um, that's what a unicorn is to them. So they wanted that domain for, for their company, staffing company. That's a really question. Cool. So when he said, I can't figure out how to finance it, why didn't you say, I'll finance it for you? No, I think he said, well, I think what he meant was that he couldn't figure out a way to pay for it. Because we talked about financing on Epic and we talked about financing through escrow.com. I think he meant he didn't have a way to figure out how to get the cash flow to pay for it. it. Yeah. And, and then the actual buyer, did you suggest this payment plan? He suggested it. How did that come to be? And how were the negotiations on that? Did, did you go back? This and was the buyer? actual buyer that we went back and forth on. Right. Um, but and he suggested uh, nine payments. And so I said, okay, I'll set it up on escrow.com. You know, that, that price is like $415 of escrow fee that you'll pay for at the beginning. So you make your first payment plus your escrow, and then it'll just be on their payment plan. And then you'll get the domain at the end. So you just took his first offer on how to finance it. Yes. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. By that point, you know, it, it was a, I'm generally a long hold sort of person. If I have a, one of my top domains, I'm going to hold it forever and I'm not going to really come down on the price significantly, like from 30,000 to 15,000. But unicorn.io, it's a great domain, but it's not one of my top domains, ones that I'm going to keep in my you know, family trust for years if it doesn't sell. Um, and so, yeah, I was when he came in with a reasonable offer, I was, I was fine with it. I think that the upper, you know, I, I'm not an expert on the dot IO uh, domains, but I think they are hot. And I think that great single word aspirational dot uh, IO domains can go anywhere from like 20 to hundred thousand. I know Mike Carson who runs park.io has sold a bunch in the 60, 70, 80 range. Um, most of the stuff in name bio at the top of the range is around 30. Um, most of them are smaller, shorter than mine. So like, um, mix.io sold for 40 K at flip in 2018, uh, matrix.io sold for 30,000 library.io sold for 30,000. So, you know, uh, unicorn, I think is similar to library, maybe a little bit better. Yeah, I thought I thought ten was closer to the top of the range. I didn't realize they go up that high. 
I don't do yeah. that. I've never had an IO. I don't, I don't, you know, deal with those names. We got to get you trading some of your dot WSs for dot IOs. Ooh. Well, on that note, Braden, what have you bought or sold lately? <laughs> sold some WSs. <laughs> For nine dollars. <laughs> I think you're on the wrong show. <laughs> it's, but it's true. I actually, uh, there was a bunch of names that I was um, letting expire and I put them on name liquidate. Huh. And um, I sold a bunch of them, actually. Really? I mean, you know, for nothing, nothing fantastic. I mean, let me look. Um, yeah, all of them sold for between nine dollars and a hundred and four dollars. If you're going to drop them or delete them from your account, why not put them on li name liquidate and get some money for them? Exactly. Nothing and why name liquidate? Um, easy. So it's, it's an Epic owned property. Um, and so there's a set and my names are all at Epic. So there's a setting that anything that I set to do not renew, it then automatically just moves over to name liquidate and gets listed there. So I do nothing. Then when it sells, the, my account is just credited. So it's, it's hands off and it's easy. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, 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 and they, there's a pretty decent sell through. I mean, most of them, I'm looking at the list now, most of them sold for about $15. Um, okay. But, you know, $15 is better than $0. And how much does Name Liquidate keep or Epic keep? Um, 9%. 9%. Yeah. 9%. Bad. Yeah. And considering I don't have to list it, I don't have to spend any time, I don't yeah. do anything. It's just an automatic, it's just a radio button you click. You can, you can click the names individually, or there's an account setting where everything just moves over before it, before it drops. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and so, then I don't remember, it's like, you know, two weeks before, so I don't remember what the, what the day is, seven days or something. Okay. So you want to take us through one of those or a different? Uh, <laughs> we'll get, you okay. say the price and we'll guess the name. AQWT.WS, <laughs> sold for $15. <laughs> they were all two and three character WS. Um, let's go with, um, I, I did not sell anything significant this year. Um, and, you know, a handful of like, you know, $1,000, $2,000 names. Um, but if we go to, just look at my spreadsheet now, um, the end of last year, I think on the last time we were on the show, we talked about satisfying.com. It's a Jaren, Kate, you would remember. Because I know you love Jaren's. Did we talk about satisfying? I had two at the end of the year, satisfying.com and stairwell.com. Is that? I know we did not talk about stairwell. Yeah, I don't think so. But I just really want to have another Jaren conversation. <laughs> or, or you don't. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's let's talk about. You no, know, it's funny. I can't remember the specifics of that Jaron conversation, but I remember I was on a run listening to that one, and I was down by um, uh, just at the uh, harbor, just south of me. I remember exactly where I was when that whole conversation was happening. And did you did you run faster, or did you stop and just and say, "I just can't do it anymore"? <laughs> no, he was running. Run in. I was gerunding. Yes. Oh my God. Hey, whoever's phone that was, you need to turn that off. <laughs> That's not Mike Seiger, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that was BP over here. That's, that was Chase telling me about social distancing. Oh. I care about you. Quarantine. 
All right, so what are we guessing on? Stairwell.com? Stairwell.com sold at the end of 2019. End of 2019. What's that? I want to talk about satisfying.com. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, we could do both. Let's do both. Nothing but um, time today. Okay. Yeah. All right. What are we talking about first? Let's talk about stairwell. Okay. Kate, stairwell. Yes. What do you think you sold it for? Stairwell. And it's a dot com, not a dot io. Not a dot io. He okay. wishes a dot io. <laughs> Stairwell.com. It's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Not stairway.com. Are you not looking things up, Kate? There's no looking up. So what are you doing there? What are you doing? Hands above the table. Show me your hands. Okay, right. I'm looking at the ceiling. Hands are right here. Um, I'm gonna say sixty thousand. Okay. I'm gonna go a little bit higher. Braden seems to always like get a great sell with a a noun like this, without a gerund. Um, and so I'm going to go 110 on stairwell.com. I have no idea what it would be. Like, no clue what stairwell would be, what kind of business. I'm going 160. Uh, since I guessed on everything else, 160, stairwell. <laughs> Let's go, Braden. I want to hear. Um, okay. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the backstory. Okay. So I got an inquiry. Um, from somebody I know at Mark Monitor for one of their clients. And the, the offer was 35,000. And uh, he said, you know, my client saw your listing and thinks it's way too high. Um, but I think that 35,000 is a solid offer. I, I told him that I know you and it's not going to be enough, but they want me to put it forward anyway. And I thought, I looked it up and I said, 35,000, that, that's what I have it listed for. On my spreadsheet was 35,000. <laughs> so I thought, that, that's weird. Where did you have it listed? You had it on Afternick for 35? Yeah, everywhere for 35,000. Huh. That was the buy it now price. Yes, so I thought. So I, I literally typed sterile.com and I clicked through, you know, registry and I click through and the buy it now price is 85,000. And it was my, my, my assistant lists everything for me. I, I put everything on a spreadsheet. I fill in the pricing and then she goes and, and uploads it. And um, she made a mistake. She put in 85 and not 35. So um, I took that opportunity and I said, yeah, 35 is just not going to cut it. I'm listing it. <laughs> listing 85. That's, it's too, he's like, I know. I know. He says, I've talked to them. And he says, I can, I can get them to go to 60. Will you do that? And I said, you know, for you, I'll do 60. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you Kate, nailed that. Kate, didn't you say 60? I did. Nice. Did you, that? did you look it up? Did you cheat? On the money. She looked it up on NameBio. No, I did not. Swear, swear, swear. Swear on Hudson and Murphy. I did not. So, wh who bought stairwell.com? Like, what are they doing with it? I don't know. I don't know. Now I want to look it up. Now I'm going to go type it in. Look, it's just, it says the name of it on the webpage. That's it. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. 
Interesting font they've chosen as well. I know, I like the font. I um, had it for a few years. Um, hmm. And um, I paid $3,600 for it. That's great, Braden. Yeah. Well done. So, like, why am I going to turn down 60, right? No, exactly. Yeah, that's, why I, that's why I was at 35. I figured 35 is going to be sufficient. And, and it, you know, it's also, honestly, I don't think it's a fantastic name because you've got stairwell, stairway, staircase. They're all kind of similar. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know that stairwell is any better than staircase, right? You know, but those nouns, I think that people put their own meaning on them. Sure. And so, but I just don't know what meaning, I can't even think of like what meaning would be on stairwell. <laughs> well, here's the thing too. I mean, so I went to Google, you type in stairwell and it's not the first one. The first two pages are completely just dictionary definitions, which yeah. means really no one sees a branding opportunity or even a conversation need around that. So that's a little tough. And then I went to uh, trademark or, search. Or is that a positive? It they're can not, be. They're it not competing with anybody. Except right? with a word like stairwell, where people are going to get it mixed up. Was it stairwell or stairways or stair? That's, that's, that's the problem. And then uh, when you do a trademark search, there are only four trademarks, even like US trademarks ever requested, uh, three of which have been abandoned. So yeah. usually not really a great sign that kind of thing and the markets that they're in are sucky markets for having money for branding so yeah. that's tough. yeah there's nothing in crunch base except for one so knowing that data that you just looked up with trademarks and uh you know the number of companies that are using it i would probably have set the price around 35k as well and then negotiated down from that yeah that was my my plan my that was my buy it now right that's that includes commissions and everything else right i, you know, I, I don't i'd have to look it up but i think it was like 20 or 25 that i would have taken yeah did you give your assistant like a plaque best mistake well, ever so the funny thing is i sent her a message explaining her mistake <laughs> got this inquiry it's at for eighty-five thousand. it shouldn't be it's supposed to be 35 she's like oh my god i'm so sorry I'll fix it right away. I'm like, don't worry about it. I already sold it for 60 grand. Notice <laughs> <laughs> it in the logo, the font that they've used for stairwell, the A is simply an arrow up, right? Like a little mini rocket ship. And then you think about stairs going up, although the stairwell is the shaft or enclosure, but you could spin a brand story around how this product whatever it is, uh, is your portal up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Right. But you know, there's, right. That's the, there's, yeah. a, there's a stairway to heaven, right? I think stairway is better. Yeah. Way better. Uh, well, stairwell has the word well in it and you can incorporate right. that into your brand. It could be some too. sort of healthcare or something like be right. well. And, and I, I don't, so I don't know who the buyer is because it came through Mark Moner. Um, yeah. And um, I remember when I bought it that I was like, oh, I'll take a flyer on it. But I mean, there are these competing names and it's not fantastic, but I'm like, ah, for 3,600 bucks, you know, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. So when you sell the market. I, I like, I like these, these um, compound words because I think they make good brands. So I have a bunch of them. And the thing is, it's like, you have to look at it from a portfolio perspective. Right. Because a lot of them, most of them, right, have not yet sold. Hopefully someday they do. But the thing is that when I do sell one for 10 or 20 times what I paid, it pays for, you know, all the others. 
Yeah. yeah. That's my logic. Brayden, let's talk for a minute about compound words as a brand. Why you think that and some examples. Um, so I, I, you, can, you can pick them up a lot less expensive than one word. Um, and they are, I mean, they're halfway between a one word and a two word, right? It's a compound word. Um, and so they make, they make really good brands because they're super memorable, right? Um, and less expensive, right? Because you're moving towards that two word. It, they're longer, but as a, as a compound, they, people know them. People know the expression, right, if you will, um, just like it was a single word. Is that, is that my, is this making but sense? But it is a, stairwell is a single word. It is a single word. In the dictionary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, honestly, I don't, I don't know where, where like, like a single word in comp, where, where a single word st stops and a, and a compound word starts, because like, Kate is the brains in the family here. Kate. So she can talk, I mean, she knew what Jaron was, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> And so, yes, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I have to look it up and it doesn't really matter. You, you know, sometimes they are like playback. Is playback one word or is it a compound? It's one word. Oh, I'm going to make a trivia question. Like, you're so decisive. This Kate. is a tri like, trivia word. question right here. We're going to figure something out. A trick <laughs> compound word. So I, I have, I have playback.com. I've had it for a, a long time. That's a good um, one. That one actually. What's that? I like playback, playback.com. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got words like I own carpool.com, which, which uh, Mike knows about. I love carpool. Um, and that, I believe, is one word also, but really it's made from two words. And right. So it's a portmanteau. What's that? It's a portmanteau. <laughs> yes, it is. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why we invite Kate. <laughs> so anyways i have i have a, a, a bunch of these and I, I i keep buying them they make good brands i've sold um you know a fair amount um I, I i sell them regularly and i i always get in that in that range i mean 35 um for a two word or compound thirty-five thousand is kind of the sweet spot for it they move pretty easily uh in that range um, but sometimes sometimes higher Although I, I think this was a little bit of a fluke. I honestly don't feel it was worth a 60, but it was offered, so I took it. I sold Velvet Rope um, for 35. I sold Love Letter for 35. Um, so, you know, what are those? I sold Breath Check for, for that's two word, for 20. Um, that was all last year. Interesting. So those, that sounds like a very satisfying sale. <laughs> uh, tell us about the sale of satisfying.com. Uh, satisfying. Um, oh, wait, don't tell us anything. We have to guess prices, but it was end of 2019, December. Kate, hands above the screen. <laughs> Just Kate. Mike made up <laughs> the rules. <laughs> Kate, you might remember, because we talked about it at... Um, because I remember you were dying at, at, uh, at Namescon. Yeah, and in fact, I'm gonna remove myself from guessing because I took notes during your talk and I quick checked my notes and I did note the sales price. 
So I'm going to remove myself. From she, so she admits to cheating. She just checked her nose. <laughs> she recant. What is it? Recanting? I just recused no. myself. Recuse. You recuse yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. Right. I don't com. like satisfying. I think it's a terrible brand. Satisfying. Terrible. Four syllables. It's a gerund or something like that. It, it could gerund. be a Porto Mancheco or whatever case you say. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Satisfying. I think it's an That's Italian funny. entree, isn't it? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I would pass over that if it were on Namejet. I would, um, you know, well, everything's good at a price, but I, don't, I you know, I think you would be, uh, I, you know, maybe you got 15, 20 K for it. Maybe. Maybe. You know, do you, do you want to test? Do you want to take a shot at this? Since I like satisfying more. Um, I know my, okay, my seven-year-old daughter says satisfying about 20 times a day because any kid who watches any social media, there are all these videos of satisfying. And you just like watch like someone cut cheese or food in a blender and they go, satisfying. So, um, I don't know. In the, in the interest of full disclosure, it was Tessa's daughter that bought the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. And it currently displays cheese in a blender. Um, yes. <laughs> Manchego, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I actually love the I mean, again, I'm not going to comment on price, but I, I love the name and I loved it from the second Brayden was talking about it. I think it's fun. I think it's fabulous. I think it could be amazing brand. I think it's, uh, it's very current to your point, Tess. Um, Tess hasn't guessed yet. Well, but I still have good points, Brayden. Cultural relevance, right? <laughs> Me and the seven-year-olds. Um, <laughs> I also, frankly, I, I don't know that I can think, certainly offhand, of another gerund that I like better than the infinitive. I mean, I would rather hear, see the brand name. I'm like, there are so many opportunities for our audience right now to be snickering. But um, satisfying is so much better than satisfy, satisfied. Um, satisfying is in the moment because if you've already been satisfied, it doesn't really matter. You, you want it now yeah. or in the future, right? <laughs> I, I don't even get what you're talking about. Like, who's going to buy satisfying? Like, what Dude, is it? Go sit down and talk for? with your children, Mike. You, <laughs> well, you're trying like, to teach your kid math. My kids like to fart too, but I'm not going to buy fart.com because what am I going to do to make money on you there? You should like, buy farting. <laughs> you need farting would be better. Homeschool your kid on what was, what's the math um, acronym? I forget it already. Sam? What's what? What's the math acronym that Jake was telling you for? Oh, the, the PENDA? PENDA, PENDA. Yeah, PENDA. yeah, yeah, yeah. PENDA. You're trying to do PENDA with your kids, then they need to be schooling you too, Mike. I know. Sit down and learn about satisfying videos. Yes, because my kids make money every single day. They understand <laughs> how that works. <laughs> All right. So, so before you tell us, Brayden, test what kind of business would run on satisfying and then kate what kind of business would run on satisfying well tess also has to pick a number uh, my number oh. isn't actually going to be that high i'm going to say 12. 
because really it's, it's, I think it's going to be in the moment and it's not going to be, it's not a brand. So you're just saying some, some other company that makes money some other way is going to buy satisfying because it's a great marketing name. Uh, no, I do think that is a secondary possibility, but the primary possibility I think is some company with a small idea that's either going to, um, you know, Name it. Give me an idea. What industry, what market, what segment? I think a bunch of videos for kids is what I can videos see for off, kids. off the cuff. I could also see it as a clothing brand, as a, I actually love it for like a coffee or tea, a drink brand, um, a lot of things like that, but I just don't see it for a huge idea. Yeah. Um, that's the, my primary yeah. thought is that it's for a main brand for a new emerging company. My secondary thought, sure, it could be, you know, some kind of. Yeah. Okay. Kate, what do you think? What kind of company would run on satisfying.com as a brand? I would do a female centric site, <laughs> right? And it's going to have, um, uh, Look at Brandy's face. I just want to point out that you said it would be kids' videos. <laughs> and Kate was saying it would be female-centric. So I'm just saying, it's like the waters in which we swim. I'm just I feel like this is going to end up being porn. Um, <laughs> I, can see this. I can already see the site, right? You've got a video channel with, uh, with original content makers, right? Then you've got your bloggers. Um, and then you have... Um, articles on recipes, on how to improve your sex life, on exercise, uh, and then you have your online store with chocolate and wine and uh, dried portobello mushrooms to make beautiful risotto, and and yes, toys for her satisfaction perhaps oh. might make their way on that portal as well. Gotcha. I mean, I could go on, but that's a so women's brand. <clears throat> yeah, I like it. Sign me um, up. <laughs> I have a better I have a better name for that. It's I have pleasure.com. <laughs> I think that would be better for for that application and, and for the, the porn site I have throb.com. Oh, one B or two. <laughs> one. Okay, okay, wait. So I just um I just started dating after my like divorce a couple of years ago. And um then there's a global pandemic. So some dude hits me up on whatever site I'm on. And, um, and I was, and he wanted to go for a walk in the park. And I was like, was Tinder. Were you on Tinder? I'm not, not on Tinder. Can't I'm do that. Right. Um, <laughs> but he's like, do you want to go for a walk? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like maybe I would go for a walk, but like, I don't even want to hug you. Hello. And next thing I know, he's like something about exchanging bodily fluids. And I'm like, what? Yeah, well, you never know who you're going to get on these sites, right? And, but I couldn't help it. Before I stopped talking to him, I was like, the only fluids I want to exchange are hand sanitizer and Lysol wipes. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> anyway. Um, that's that pleasure and satisfying. So I see your portfolio uh, has a little theme going on here, Brayden. Tell us more about satisfying. I also have stamina.com. Wow. You've got like it covered from every single direction, Brayden. Okay, that mic could be taken in so many different meetings. <laughs> That's the way I meant it. Wow. <laughs> Clean all Mike Seiger. Do I have to bleep that out? No, I did not mean that. What you, what's in your mind? You just said about every direction. Taking it from every direction. <laughs>
<laughs> okay. We've gotten, off, we've gotten off the rails here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. What'd you sell I'll, it for? I'll bring it back. So uh, <laughs> I, I agree, Mike, that it's not the best name um, because you've got satisfy, satisfied, satisfying. So again, there's uh, room for some confusion um, and leakage, uh, which is why I only spent $3,500 on it back in March of 2015. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I got an inquiry for some low number, uh, but then the guy called me like two minutes later and I told him what I enlisted for and we went, uh, I didn't negotiate basically, um, but I did let him make a down payment and then uh, two monthly payments after that, total price, 50000 five zero. Five zero. Wow. And, and he was, um, you know, I said my listing price is 50000 and I explained why. And um, he's like, I, wow, I don't, I just don't, I can't do 50000 I'm like, look, just tell me what you can afford now. And then the rest will take in payments at some, some reasonable, you know, not forever, but he's like, well, how much down? I'm like, you just tell me what you can afford. I'm easy. And he said, uh, I could do 35,000 now. And then I would need a couple of months. I'm like, fine, take a couple of months. And even the second month, his payment was late and he emailed me. He's like, I'm really sorry. It's going to be about two days late because my payment didn't come in from paper. I'm like, don't worry about it. It's fine. See, you do that really well, Braden. You're like, because that is your personality. You're like, just what can you afford down? I'm not going to say 20%. I'm not going to say 40%. Right. What can you afford? And if he would have said like 5,000 down, you would have been like, okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. Right. Because uh, look, I like payment plans because they're totally secure, right? I don't yeah. leave the name until they pay me. Um, so I, anyways, I do, I do payment plans all the time. Um, and as a matter of fact, so, so that was the second payment. And then a couple days later, he says, he emails me again, I'm really sorry. It still hasn't come in. It's probably not going to be until Monday. So if, you know, you need to charge me interest or some penalty, that's fine. And I said, don't worry about it. It's like a few days isn't going to make a difference. You know, and I, I point the name to whatever site they want immediately as soon as they make their first payment because it's risk-free and I'm, I, I try to be real easy to work with. And then if somebody defaults, I give them months months to, to, to cure. So do you just, uh, do you just maintain the contract yourself and you just point the DNS where he wants it, where they want it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it depends. If it's a, if it's a big name, um, and there's lawyers involved, then, you know, it gets a little bit more complicated. Yeah. Um, but I typically just set it up at Epic and that's it. And Epic just pings them when the payments do, they accept the wires and I, I do nothing. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, I just want to go back. So this buyer reached out to you in an email, sent an inquiry via what platform or how, and then at, uni. at the time it was Uni, and I'm now actually now switching over to Epic because they got SSL landers and it's it's a pretty good system. But I needed to export all of my history because I've got five or six thousand inquiries. So I wanted I wanted to put that into the into the Epic system. So we just exported that, and it's it's literally the last day or two has been they're, they're importing that into my account, and then I'll switch over to the SSL landers at Epic. Um, so do you know this, how many inquiries you got on Satisfying for the time that you owned it, Braden, for those three or four years? 
probably not many, but I can certainly look it up. And I'll do that for you, Mike. Because I'd like to know. I, I wouldn't think that you'd get a lot, but I've been plenty wrong today. Um, what's interesting is that you price a lot of your domain names. So if I go to pleasure.com, I can see it priced on Uniregistry right now. Yep. You I'm price like, everything. Then when he called you, did he make an, an offer? Who put out the number first? How did that go? It sounds like on that one call, you just got it all done. It, it, ha it, was, it was 10 minutes. Um, yeah, so he had sent me an inquiry through the lander and, and then literally, because once he, once he submits it, then he gets my, my contact information. Mm. So he just picked up the phone and called me. And um, he, when, I, when I said, you know, fine, 35 grand, couple payments, no problem. And he said, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm actually getting this name. <laughs> Did you ask him what he was going to use it for? I didn't. I, I don't think so. Does he have a seven-year-old daughter? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was a gift to test his daughter. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, don't, I don't remember uh, if he did or not. I mean, he might have told me, but I don't remember. There's don't no remember. active site on it. No. So how many inquiries, Brayden, did you, did you see? You know, it didn't come up. Maybe okay. I, um, I don't know why it didn't come up. But, uh, I'll oh, give that up. Uh, so I sat down and explained to my daughter that, you know, quarantine was starting, blah, blah, blah. Within five 11. minutes, I find her with my phone. Hello, quarantine, day one. <laughs> Recording like a video. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Mike, I received 11 inquiries. Gotcha. Since over, you owned it for three or four years, I think you said, 2015? Um, yeah, I bought it in March of 2015. Yeah. Um, first, in, first inquiry came in September of 2016. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so, so yeah, you buy that domain name, then you hold it over a year and you're like, damn, I bought a dog for 3,600 bucks. <laughs> like not literally a dog, your dogs are kind of cute, but like you're sitting on this domain name and some n names take four or five years to get inquiries. And yeah, but, but you know what, I've, I've got, you know, my average hold time for a larger name anyway is about five years. So that's fine. I mean, I, I don't, I don't look at any of these names like, ah, I blew it on this one. Yeah. Um, You're playing the numbers. Always, you know, if you buy it, if you buy it right, look, you know, it's eight bucks a year to hold on to it. Right. Um, it, it, it sucks when, when it's a name that you're going to sell for $500. That's a bummer. What are you guys doing? <laughs> you guys both muted. Like, it anymore. This is the dirt. So, so for the audience that are listening <laughs> and on the video, chat, that they have like a little chat going on your brain about, about you. We <laughs> are uh, Sherpa Network. I'm I was, sorry. I was talking and so not reading the chat, but I wasn't reading the chat either. I was listening to you, Brayden. <laughs> So I'm just going to read it. I'm calling you guys out. <laughs> so, All right, we'll start at the top then where it talks about where they're talking about you personally. No, so, I'm just joking. <laughs> go, go back. It starts where I say I'm holding back from saying the test this. says, I'm holding back from saying this. Braden Pollock, I'm selling satisfying.com. I said, I'm easy. Ha ha ha. What? And then Kate... LOL, right? We're being so good. Angelic even. It's quite satisfying. Tess says, LOL. So 
It was a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am sale. You sold it in 10 minutes. <laughs> and Kate says he blew it on this one. This was, this is too easy. It sucks. <laughs> These are all things you're saying, Braden. We're just calling oh, out the double entendre here. Oh, is that course, these are quotes from Braden Pollock. <laughs> oh. Well, I just say I'm easy. That's true. And I mean that in every sense. That's my wife, she'll tell you. Uh. My face hurts from laughing. I don't hear the words coming out of my mouth. It's just, they just come out. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Autopilot. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I don't know if our sponsors would like to be associated with us right now, but <laughs> it's too late. Um, we have amazing sponsors, and you know what? Not only are we educational and entertaining, um, sometimes we get a little spicy, but um, thank you to our sponsors. Let's take a moment, get serious, uh, tell our, uh, our audience about our sponsors, and then we'll jump into the next section. FD was built by domain investors to increase your inquiries, sales, and profit. Forget spreadsheets and archived emails. Manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform. Learn more at FT.com. That's E-F-T-Y. FT.com. All righty. Uh, time for the NameJet portion here. NameJet sponsors us as we review a marketplace list of domains heading to auction soon. If you like one of the names below, click through uh, pretty quickly because once they go to auction, you lose your chance to put in a minimum bid or even just watch what's going on in the auction and seeing how much these Sherpas know what they're talking about. So um, we have a handful of names here and I deleted who goes next. <laughs> Um, Michael Seiger, of course it's you. I, I mess up more when Mike is on a call any other time. Uh, Mr. Michael Seiger, what are your thoughts on this NameJet list? Uh, on this NameJet list, I like a few of the brandables. Um, I like them, but I wouldn't buy them for my own personal portfolio. I'll say that right off the bat, so I'm not going to be bidding on any of these. I like Solar Deals. It's a nice brandable. If you go into name bio and you search on deals at the end of the word, you use the suffix um, and you search and then you um, look at solar at the beginning. They seem to sell well, like two to $8,000 at the retail range. And I like to search over the past three years to see over the past two years, they're not including pandemic times. They seem to be selling pretty well. So I would try to buy it four, five to 10% of what I think I could sell it for. That's typically how I operate that. So I like solar, uh, solar deals. I like Story Plus. Um, there are, similar to stairwell.com, storywell.com sold at Cedo last year for $7,500. Um, Story1.com sold for $4,500. So I think Story Plus is a similar type of domain name. There's a lot of plus at the end, you know, as a, as a suffix word um that are selling so those are two that i like um nautico makes me think of nautical um there is a trademark i think did i look that up no maybe there's not i can't remember 
I like that one. I wouldn't pay more than a couple hundred bucks for it. Um, could be a clothing brand, could be something like that. I think it, I think it would sell for around $2,000, $3,000. That strikes me as the kind of name that would make it onto a brand bucket for that price range. Um, and I like uh, spacetv.com. Um, one day when we're in quarantine, we're just gonna stare out at space and asteroids will fly by and we'll just watch that. I don't know. What are you guys saying in chat? Oh, nothing yet. Um, so yeah, I like space TV. There's a lot of TV domains that sell. Uh, so, you know, I might be into space TV for a couple hundred dollars, but you know, like Braden saying he holds his domain names for an average of five years, plan to hold this one for an average of 10 to 15 years, maybe 20 years. <laughs> um, but I like space TV. I think it's a memorable brand. Cool. That's it. Very cool. You're a funky guy to like space TV. And I like that, that you got to think differently for some of these. Uh, Braden, thoughts? Uh, yeah, mostly um, my opinion aligns with Michael. I try not to agree with him, but um, uh, a couple, well, I think, I think, uh, so yes to space TV. I think that's decent, not worth a ton, but it, it's a decent name. Um, Solar deals, agree with that. Um, I think Premier Broker is a good name as well. Not a high value name, but I could see it retailing for 2,500 bucks. Um, uh, Nautico, same thing. I think it's a good brandable. Uh, Cerebral Palsy, I think is a good name, right? Like a, like a uh, it's a portal for all things uh, CP related. Um, I like uh, what I call pharmaceutical names, and that's that's one of them. Um, I think I could see a, a, a big like if you look up asthma.com or um, uh, it's a owned by pharmaceutical uh, diarrhea.com is owned by Pepto, by the pharmaceutical company. Um, so it's a good they're good category names, right? Um, pharmaceutical companies use it to advertise their wares. Um, Story Plus, agreed. Landwanted.com, I think is a good name. You know, there's, you know, Homes Wanted and, and um, we buy uglyhouses.com. It's that kind of thing. So it would be, it would be some uh, you know, REIT or, or uh, a group that buys land on the cheap. Um, so Landwanted.com is a, is a good name for that. Again, not, not huge value, but I think it could go for you know, 3,500 to five grand probably retail. And there you have it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Miss Kate Buckley, thoughts? Um, I also like storyplus.com. No shocker there for me. Um, I have a good story name. Uh, I own, uh, I first launched uh, my company. I was doing the storycorp.com all of my branding and I still have it up as the lander for all my branding. Uh, so love all the story names. Uh, Cerebral Palsy agreed, absolutely, especially with the CPC at $13 um, and the search volume. Um, sadly, there are a lot of people who need help and resources who they or their loved ones are suffering from that condition. Um, Nautico, I think is problematic. Uh, you know, somebody mentioned, mentioned fashion brand. I think that's too confusingly similar to Nautica. Um, and then um, it is, from what I was able to tell, it is a Brazilian sports club. 
a pro football team. So that is why it has a search volume that it does. So interesting one there. Um, Premier Broker agreed, uh, you know, not, not high value, but a nice to have for someone. Um, my advocate, I actually really like. Um, I can see, you know, a, a defense attorney buying myadvocate.com um, and doing something interesting with that. Uh, I, I love fintech names, love them. So onlinefunds.com, uh, it's, it's, it's basic and generic, but it's also descriptive. And I think that one has value in the right hands. Uh, coolhomes.com, I also love real estate names. I think coolhomes.com is fun, not high value, but, but fun and, and worth something in the right hands. And uh, the last one that jumped out at me is funeralplans.com. You know, nothing that anyone wants to think about, but something that, that inevitably we all have to do. And uh, I think that's a, a nice keyword domain with um, strong metrics. Agreed, yeah, good one. All right, thank you guys. I think that's a good list. Anything else you should think we should cover or highlight on here? Or? Um, you know, I was looking at the search volume on Super Pizza, which I think is a fun brand. Uh, and I was surprised to see 6,600 exact match searches per month. Um, so I went to the USPTO and typed in, and there actually is a trademark for Super Pizza by Super Bakery in uh, the classification all natural organic whole grain pizza dough. So while I think that a pizzeria could start up on Bainbridge Island called Super Pizza and use it, I think that it could be, you know, somebody could make an argument in court. And I don't know, it's, it's a little close of a trademark. Um, so I would think twice about buying that one. Mm -hmm. Thoughtful. Yeah, and, and that's a great lesson too. Um, not that any of us are giving legal advice, but it is smart. Even when you assume something wouldn't have a trademark, just check, um, just check, you know? Um, if it's going to be something specific like that, I don't know how you could sell super pizza for anything other than pizza or I don't know, a video game. Um, but there's- Like if you were buying, if you were buying stairwell and there was an organic pizza dough that had a trademark for stairwell i'd be like that's okay. no skin off yeah that's right. that's fine like i that doesn't affect my buying that domain at all <clears throat> yeah so my portfolio is made up primarily of one word kind of generic dictionary words they all have trademarks on them i don't even look yeah. them up anymore because it doesn't matter yeah throb pleasure <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> True, truly i mean Clearly, remember. Well, those might not have. It, it doesn't matter that what trademark anyone has. It's, <laughs> well, it's, stamina matters. <laughs> oh! This is. Do you have stamina.com? <laughs> he does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. F funny thing is, when when uh, a broker called me up uh, with that name years ago, and I was I was in the car, and I was I was with Lisa. Uh, Lisa's my wife, for those of you listening that don't know who Lisa is. Um, and she said, no, stamina.com. I told her the price. And she goes, well, that sounds like a good price. And I said, yeah, I think, I think it is. I think I'm going to buy it. And she says, well, I'll split that with you. <laughs> and so uh, I used our joint money. So she and I own that together. So Lisa participates in your stamina. We have stamina together. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I Good stuck in the world of domain investing. <laughs> Why is it every time it's right before our sponsors? Really, guys? Oh, then I, I guess I won't tell you what Kate just... just <laughs> <laughs> This is right before the sponsors. You know, I feel bad for the audience at home that can't participate in this. I know. This should be a live show where people can just chat while we're talking. <laughs> Would we get through it? <laughs> no. And then, and then they can see all of our uh, all the commentary. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, before we jump into the next section, where we're we're um we're really going to focus and talk a little bit about working from home, best practices, good ideas, train wreck events we've had, whatever helps. Um, let's take a moment for our advertisers. They support us in our educational mission. FD was built by domain investors to increase your inquiries, sales, and profit. Forget spreadsheets and archived emails. Manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform. Learn more at FT.com. That's E-F-T-Y. FT.com. So um, thank you guys for agreeing to do a little bit different thing for our third section today. Um, let's talk about working from home. This is a huge transition for many Americans. And um, even some of us who've worked from home, like Brayden, you've worked from home, I think forever, but no. you've closed your four, oh, just kidding. But I know you've closed your four, your four um, offices and transitioned your employees to working from home. So yep. I think all of us have some interesting insights here. Um, Mike, no, just kidding. Brayden, you're first. Um, tell, us, tell us what you've learned, tips, tricks, mm. anything you have to say. Are you uh, home right now? Uh, sorry? Are you home right now? I, I am. Yeah, the office is, is closed. So I work from an office typically. Um, I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll stay home because I don't have to go to the office, but I've got people there and it's going to be better to um, have FaceTime with people. Um, but not for the last few weeks. I've been home for um, three and a half weeks now, I think. <sighs> um, it's not bad. Lisa's home too. Um, we, we have in our house, we have a, we call it the study and we have this, this double-sided desk, one giant desk with you know, two sides. Uh, Kate, what do you call that? Uh, partner's desk. Partner's desk. Okay, so we have a partner's desk. Um, we were face each other, but we're, we're now, um, but since we're both home all day and we're doing stuff like this, there's a lot of video calls, video conferences, phone calls. So I got, I got kicked out of the office. Um, so I'm in the dining room. <laughs> but I have a nice view. Um, out the, I don't know if you can see the... You do, and you got the puppies. What's that? Most importantly, you got the puppies. Uh, yeah, you know, the puppies wander around the house. Okay. So they're, everybody gets the puppies. Um, so what, what I'm doing differently now is a lot more Zoom chats um, with my staff where we get everybody on at the same time. Um, everyone's required to be available all the time, just like I would walk into somebody's office. I want to be able to walk in on them. Um, so I need to be able to just, just, um, Zoom in on them, if you will. Um, so everybody's working and, and uh, dressed professionally. Um, or the lawyers are. Nobody else is. 
Um, so, so that's the difference. A lot, a lot more um, uh, group video calls that I didn't, I didn't do before. I mean, I certainly Skype with a lot of people or Zoom with a lot of people um, outside of my office, but now it's, we all try to stay connected. So there's a lot of that happening. Okay. Um, and then I take a lot of breaks. I go for a walk or walk the dogs or go for a bike ride or take a swim or do something just to kind of break things up because I have a tendency to, you know, work a lot more. Um, I get up at, um, you know, I think I was at my computer at 6 a.m. Um, and, and then it's like 10 o'clock at night, I'm still typing away. So I need to be able to break it up. And then what Lisa and I are trying to do is, is at six o'clock or 6.30, we stop and no more work, um, which is, which is kind of hard because I'm dealing with people in China. And so they're now up and so I'm getting messages. So I try not to do too much of that, but um, you know, you have to kind of make the time for, for um, some R and R go out in the sun and uh, not make it all work all the time. That's me. I have something to say, um, just something I've noticed about you, Brayden. At the beginning of this call, really and truly, you, you walked into a door right before the beginning of the call. You looked exhausted. Um, <laughs> we started out with, you know, we were like, how can we even film? We're all sharing this like dire news and difficult things. And, um, and then it, I thought it was really special. We all paused, a couple of us got out our dogs at that moment to help transition us before we started. But you look so healthy and happy and sunshiny right now. And that alone to me, just the marked difference in your appearance from an hour ago when we started to now really is like a physical manifestation to me of why we all need to spend time with each other and to find the lighthearted moments um, and just to connect on any level. So um, thank you for every, you're working with the city of LA too, helping them out a little bit. Let's little shout out. I don't know what you're cool with saying or not, but you're a hero, man. Well, it's a lot, a lot of projects I'm working on. Well, so, thank you. Yeah. Humble, I'll, I'll withhold um, until, you know, stuff actually happens because there's a, there's a lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah. Um, particularly as it relates to funding, there's the, the various, um, um, organizations I'm working with, you know, they want to do things, but then they have to go and get their funding approved. And, um, you know, it's, there's a lot of things that we need, we need certification for some things and approvals and there's a lot of stuff in the works. Yeah. Um, which, which takes a lot of time. Um, and, uh, that's why I've, I've just been working so much. So. Well, that's really meaningful. Not only I'm sure to the city of LA, but ever, I mean, just, everyone in the country knowing that there are clever, um, hardworking um, people in the business world looking for solutions for us all over. And the beauty and excitement of America in particular and our creativity, I really see that shine in so many different domain investors I've spoken with who are doing incredible, unexpected things that all together, um, I think, uh, you know, it's a mountain to be moved. So good for you. Uh, uh, Kate, what's going on? Uh, how's working from home for you? Do you already work from home? I have worked from home since 1998. Wow. <laughs> so you need to get out. Go for a walk. 
<laughs> so I, I wasn't I, born in 1998, but good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Our friendship just ended. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I definitely can share what I have found to be best practices. Uh, but of course, those are completely different now than they were three weeks ago. Um, right? <laughs> so uh, because, you know, I used to say, oh, make sure that you schedule one social outing a day, you know, have coffee with a client, have lunch with a prospect, meet a friend for yoga, you know, go to dinner with friends a couple times a week, you know, what have you. Obviously, that's all off the table. So um, I, I would say the best practices uh, for me now, quarantine, Kate, um, is, oh, that didn't, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, act like you're going out of the house, meaning get up, make your bed, uh, you know, put on actual clothes instead of, you know, your pajamas. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it mentally transitions you, I find, for the day. Um, also, make sure you have a really good uh, functional setup, a working setup, for instance. Um, you know, I, I have a large monitor in addition to my laptop, and I have risers and they don't have to be fancy you can use a box as a riser you can use books um, make sure you have an ergonomic chair because you're going to be sitting sitting in it a lot uh, i like doing a large monitor and a laptop because then i can go on a vacation and work in my dining room right or my backyard <laughs> those are my vacation spots these days um, and take care of yourself. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're getting really good nutrition. You know, make yourself beautiful meals. Um, reach out and talk to family and friends and colleagues and check on them. See how you can help. You know, connect and make each other laugh like we did today. That's all so, so, so important. And have a purpose. You know, if we're all just, you know, figure out what your purpose is right now. Is your purpose to, uh, to, to help others? Then see how you can help. Get on Twitter. Um, search trending hashtags. See how you can get involved and help and lend a hand. With uh, stay off of Twitter. <laughs> well, what I mean by that is that's how I found out about protectingnurse.com because I was searching for ways to help our healthcare workers, right? So social media, like any tool, can be used for you know good or evil. Um, but there are so many ways to get involved without leaving your home where you can support. There is adopt a grandparent. Um, you know, there's so many things that you can do through mentorship, through kindness. Uh, if you have, uh, if you have extra funds, check out feedingamerica.com or .org. They, they own both. Um, and then, you know, kind of try to balance your, uh, you know, when you work from home, like Braden was alluding to, the, the lines can get blurry. And if you're, if you're, if you're type A and driven and entrepreneurial, like we all are, you can find yourself working all the time. So I found it helpful to break up the day with, you know, an hour of exercise, uh, you know, long power walk or a bike, bike ride far away from other people, of course. Um, and then, you know, Todd, my partner is working from out in his home office and uh, we, you know, kind of meet in the hallway and say hello. And then we, again, like you and Lisa Braden, we knock off work by about six or 6.30 and we make a beautiful dinner together and talk about our days and just try to encourage one another. But my top recommendation is to have a really cute coworker. Oh yeah. <laughs>
And you can still adopt online. <laughs> Absolutely. You can foster a dog or a cat, uh, even if you're not ready to adopt. Uh, you can Look adopt. About nervous licking of his. <laughs> I know. This is Hudson. For those of you who are listening on audio, this is a 13-month-old uh, little red and white Cavalier King Charles Spaniel who's just the cutest, funniest thing and makes me laugh every day. And for those of you who said, I can't adopt a dog because I'm not home enough to walk them and it's not fair to take, I need to be able to take care of them. You now do not have that bullshit excuse because you're home, go adopt a dog or cat. Here, here. That's the point. Or foster. If you don't think you can do it after the fact, just That's do right. it for now. That's yep. right. Good call. Yeah. Michael Seiger. All right, I have been working from home for a long time. Uh, since 2002, we've run our company remotely. So, um, so yeah, I enjoy working from home. My biggest thing is uh, like, like was just said, have a work area. I don't think you can sit in bed or sit on the couch where you normally watch TV and, and feel like you're gonna be that productive. You need to find some area that you can sit for most of the day with breaks, but that's your space and you can put what you need around you and, and feel productive that way. Um, like Kate, I think that you need to set up a routine that you do daily. Um, if you had a routine prior to the pandemic and the lockdown, then use that same routine. So if you're up by six and you're at work by eight and you you know, chatted with somebody at 10 o'clock for 10 minutes before working another session before lunch, like do that same stuff. Just call the people on the phone or I'm sure you can, I'll get you the number for um, Braden's Zoom session for everybody in his work so you can just Zoom with Braden. He's on all the time. Um, but yeah, still set up that daily routine and then stick to it. I do recommend getting dressed as well, like Kate said. Uh, and then finally make lists. Like I... My wife and I joke around that like, we love lists. Like you just make the list and then you feel so good when you check it off, like you're making progress every single day. So I have an Asana board, asana.com. Um, I use, I have one for daily priorities. I have one for um, each of our publishing companies. And then whenever I have an idea that needs to be like, I should redesign my newsletter to make sure that I take advantage of this. Like I just type it on an Asana item and then it either goes into, um, you know, my priority one, my priority two, or the parking lot. And the parking lot's just anything that I've ever thought of in my life. And then once a quarter or so, I go in there and take a look at it. What should I be doing for the next quarter? What do I want to try and achieve uh, strategically that makes sense to do? Um, and then I just move them around into priority two as I have time or priority one, what I should be working on for the next week. And, uh, and then it feels so good to just check it off when you get stuff done. So um, yeah, definitely think about keeping a list and checking it twice. And don't forget to exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't put on 15 pounds while you're sitting at home. I find like I'm skipping meals now. I will skip lunch because I wake up, have breakfast, and I still work out just as much as I, did before I think I'm running more but like I just feel like I'm not burning as many calories for some reason well yeah you're not even like walking to your car um, yeah, yeah. I will say so I've been working at home for eight years and in that time I've had eight summers with my children at home while I'm working and so I was very nervous to transition to working from home and read quite a few books none of which I remember now sorry 
Um, but I did, I read a bunch of books on how to be successful about it. I talked to everyone I could think of about it and kind of my heart goes out to the rest of the world that didn't get that time to prepare, think it through, plan it out and is just stuck in this. And I really recognize that must be hard. And I think there are a lot of pressures, especially with other people, whether it's children or just other people in your home, other people want to eat at the same time or at a different time or you know, um, did I cook this? Did I clean this? Um, you know, before or after, because my work from home routine is I clean up before everybody gets home, but not necessarily the minute, you know, something happened and that lifestyle doesn't work for me anymore. But, uh, what I have found for myself, certainly, um, I try to set my time. I, I divided it into like, what are my primary tasks in life? And it's pretty much my self-care, cooking and cleaning, like household care. Um, there's um, exercise, which I don't consider, I mean, I believe it is self-care, but it's so much more than that. It's, um, and then um, obviously the main chunk of my time is being gainfully employed, thank God. Um, but I think, once I broke that down for me, and then every summer, I was telling Mike earlier, I've always done this for my children in the summers. I break down, like, academically, what do they need to achieve this summer? Um, intellectually, emotionally, um, personally, what, what do they need to, are there any relationships that need work? Um, so I built out a schedule every summer for my kids, and I save it, and the next summer I re, um, rework it. And so I just pulled from that and I'm grateful that I have that, um, not just the actual paper, but like the experience. Um, I find it means a lot to actually print it out um, for myself and my kids to print out what are our goals during this time? What good can come of this? Um, what are we grateful for during this time? Um, so we do a family meeting in normal life, like once every two or three weeks, but now we do it every week. And um, and then I've worked out basically in the mornings, you wake up, make your bed, get dressed, hygiene, breakfast, then school starts after all my kids are all settled, then I start my stuff, you know, and then I have them staggered to take breaks at different times. So sometimes they get to be with each other and other times they can't so that um, they start to miss each other. Um, <laughs> and, um, and force, I, I basically I made all my kids have to have an exercise routine, which I think as adults, we're more used to disciplining ourselves, hopefully. And, um, uh, but for children, it's hard, especially if they don't want to, or they don't feel the time. Um, I also have made sure to have outdoor time scheduled. Um, like I work on my patio more than I ever did in the past. Um, but I also hold little meetings with my kids out there. Like instead of, you know, I, I have my kids once a day, they need to come and tell me how they're doing in school, what's happening in this class or that class. Um, so I'm holding a lot of those little meetings on the patio. Um, and then otherwise, you know, obviously doing other things outside, walk the dog, blah, blah, blah. But uh, one other thing, I have um, my dad's cousin um, has always for like, as long as we, my dad comes from this enormous Italian family. And um, my dad's cousin, Every Sunday, he has a time that he calls someone in the family, and he just like opens the family 
book that he has and literally he closes his eyes and points his finger down and randomly I get a call from this dude and it's like so awkward for like 30 <laughs> seconds and then you talked for half an hour and we have these and I'm like what a great idea and more or less I've adopted that I have had conversations with people in the domain industry that I have known for 15 years and I've never had them like more than like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? And this has been amazing and nobody minds and it's not awkward. They're like, Oh, you want to talk to me? Okay. So and you just it, randomly call people that well, are. It's not as random as my dad's cousin. All right. <laughs> but there are people who I'm like, I've never talked to you. And literally they don't even ask like, why are you calling? What do you want? They're just like, I'm so happy my phone rang high. Do they even pick up? Like who picks up their phone nowadays? I don't know about you, Mike, but everybody takes my calls. <laughs> maybe, maybe my phone's not working. Maybe my phone's not Brayden, I already talked to you. Brayden, one time, one time Brayden called me and or we were Skyping back and forth and he's like, I bought a new house. Let me show you. And he starts, I don't know if we have FaceTime or Skyping and he's showing me the whole house. I mean, that's awesome. I, I already love you, Brayden. But it's been, it's been really special. And I do last thing, I think in a work environment, like if things are slow, amazing time to work out kinks in different situations, different challenges that aren't a big priority. This is the time. I mean, so much productivity could come from this. And the neat thing is it takes a lot of creativity and we need a creative outlet somewhere. And I think, I think this is it. So Braden, you now have fabulous posture. You get the best posture of um, Sherpa Award. Um, and I think we're good to wrap. What do you guys think? Any shout outs? Anything going on? Or are we just like, we talked. I've got two shout outs. Shout out number one. Uh, thanks to CEDO. They just came on to DN Academy as a corporate customer. So I am honored that they chose DN Academy to onboard their new brokers and give them education. Congratulations. Um, and then shout out number two, I've been doing uh, socials every Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific, which is late enough for me to start drinking in the day. And uh, they're a ton of fun. Last Friday, we had 92 people on at one time and we're doing them every Friday, 2 p.m. Sorry for the people over in Asia because it's so late, but I, I, I'm really not functional before 12 o'clock uh, is the problem. And so, yeah, go to dnacademy.com slash social. I'll send you an email with the Zoom information in a calendar notice so you can just click on it and add it to your calendar. They're a lot of fun. We chit chat. Uh, all three of you have been on one or all of them. Brayden, you might've been on all of them. Um, yeah, so it's just fun to like see people's faces, joke around. I try and come up with some topics, but then we go to Q&A and sometimes we go, and the chat is open, so you get to chat about whatever you want. <laughs> so yeah, come on over and join us every Friday. Super cool, Mike. Thanks for organizing. You're great at that. Kate, any shout outs? Um, I've had the pleasure of attending two of Mike's socials. I highly recommend them. It's a great opportunity. Uh, I've also been organizing my own socials with my extended family who live very, you know, they're all back in the South. So, um, so Tess just kind of 
seconding what you were saying about that, you know, reach out to people. They're very happy to hear from you. And uh, it was just <coughs> yesterday to see, you know, my little nieces and nephews and then, you know, my, my grandparents, right? My, my two grandmothers. Uh, it was very special. And then, of course, everyone, all the, all the boomers <laughs> fumbling with the Zoom technology. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a little bit Christopher Guest there. For so how many people do you get on at one time? Um, we have had uh, seven to ten on, on the, the two we've done so far. And, uh, and we've been organizing Zoom game nights with friends, celebrating friends' birthdays over Zoom. You know, you do what you can. You get, you know, like Tess was saying, there's a lot of creativity that can come out of this. Um, and this is what I've been telling my clients and also people that I'm in conversation with regarding acquiring domain names is, look, opportunity comes out of chaos, right? And then, and then you just get in a conversation with them. What do you need right now? What are your goals? How can I support you? I had a great conversation today with uh, an executive in a media company, and they're looking at a couple of the very high value domain names I'm brokering right now. And, and, and uh, I just asked her, I said, how do you feel like this would further your objective? And are there, are there any questions you have for me? And that just kicked off this creative brainstorming session. We ended up talking for ages. And, uh, you know, at the end of it, I don't know if she's going to, they're going to make an offer or not, but you know what? I made a new friend. It was a creative outlet and we sort of helped one another with brainstorming, um, how these domains can solve problems and open doors, particularly right now. So get creative. Very cool. Thanks, Kate. Yeah. Braden. Um, I don't have any shout outs, but I have a car tip. <laughs> All right. Uh, for those of you who drive uh, combustion engine cars, cars that take gas, don't forget you need to drive them every week or two, just you know, a couple of blocks. Not just starting them, you need to drive them. Mm -hmm. um, also, it'll help prevent any rodent damage. Ooh. What? Rodent damage? What are you saying? So yeah. I got in my car, I have an electric car, but I was, I was gonna drive it um, last week and it would not start. It just said drivetrain. I don't know what that means. So <laughs> this is not I sent it to the shop and they called me back and it has rodent damage because it's been parked for three weeks and some little critters got up there and ate the wiring for the uh, transmission. Oh, and, oh my gosh. Uh, it happened. And yeah. So I said, well, okay, well, what's this is this morning. So he says, um, I go over the quote with you, but he says, it's many thousands of dollars. Uh, he says, it's a very expensive thing. It's, it takes days to fix it. He says, I can go over it with you, but like, you're going to want to make an insurance claim. So just the, the adjuster, it's, it's really expensive. So the adjuster is going to come out and want to see it. This is the dealer. Okay, so I call my insurance company. Guess what's not covered? Rodent damage. Rodent damage. So for those of you that are not driving your car, <laughs> make sure you drive it every so often so that a yeah. you uh, keep the alternator charged and b um, you don't get rodent damage uh, one more car tip is if you're not driving your car you know your insurance is based on mileage so you might have 10,000 15 20,000 miles a year coverage um, if you're not driving you can bring it down to 5,000 or 1,000 a year and it'll drop your insurance and if you're not driving it at all um, you can you can um, take it down to non-operable limits, some hundreds of dollars a year. Good yeah. call, thanks, Braden. Nice to know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm driving uh, my. We have a Prius that 
uh, I didn't drive for six months because my daughter didn't go through the driving class and yada, yada, long story. Kids today, some of them don't want to actually drive. So I've got this older Prius that we didn't drive and then the batteries all discharged and it costs like a thousand bucks to recharge them or 1500 bucks to do something because we didn't drive it on a regular basis. So yesterday I needed to run to the post office. I'm like, oh, I'll take the Prius because I need to drive it. Like you're saying, you can't just start it up. And I get like a mile up the road and then the biggest uh, red warning symbol, I'm showing a picture on my phone, comes up on the dash. I'm like, oh, shoot, like what is going on here? And then the gas wouldn't work properly and it was still driving, but it wouldn't accelerate very well. And so, yeah. So drive them more often than I do. Oh, here's another question. So I was watching TV last night and you know, Chris Cuomo from like CNN or something like that. He, he's on the screen. He's got like, he's got coronavirus now. So he's at home and I'm like, wow, if you look really close, like I just show you real fast, bam, just showed you real fast. Doesn't that look like me? <laughs> no. Does that look like me? No, All I like, noticed was the no. staircase and I was like, is it Shane Coulter's staircase? <laughs> I forget. I thought it looked like me. And I'm like, and then I showed my kids the picture and they're like, it looks just like you, dad. It does. It does. You guys know who his brother is, right? Yeah. Governor Cuomo from Governor. New York. New York. Oh. Governor, yeah. Yeah. Their, their banter is funny. So the governor gets on the show regularly. Yeah, he does recently. Of, he'll say, Governor, thanks for coming on the show. Governor says, Mom said I had to. Stuff <laughs> <laughs> like that. Did you see the clip of uh, of him of Chris making the the mother sauce? No, I didn't see that. Well, look it up on YouTube. So they're you know they're in a so so uh, you know Chris Cuomo is in quarantine at home. It yeah. shows him filming from his basement, and then and then there's B roll of him making you know their you know, Italian mother's um, homemade sauce with a picture of his mom behind her, and, like full <laughs> banter, and then he's like speaking to the his brother the gov and he's like you know i mean you couldn't even find like a jacket that fits you right and he's like at least i work more than one hour a day like oh, awesome and then there's like my you know mom loves me more like the, it was amazing they they have great there was yeah. one i think it was he might have been yesterday where he says chris says to his brother so what do you think i mean a lot of notoriety now everybody knows who you are we you, you think about running for president no uh, have you thought about it? No. You you want to think about it? No. And then he's just he's like, you're a good interviewer. I mean, they just <laughs> really, really funny. Yeah, there's All been right. great memes that have come out of this. I mean, social media is having its day. I mean, we are so lucky it is not 1918. Whatever they went through, my heart goes out to them. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for taking so much time to be on here for, you certainly uplifted my spirits for the day. Um, and you kind of had some smart stuff to say in, here and there. So we'll see y'all next time. Stay safe, uh, stay, stay sane, <laughs> bye. And stay six feet away. That's right. Feet away, stay safe everyone. Thank you Tess, stay safe everyone. Great to see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.